Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. And welcome in to another episode of the Penny Bloom Podcast. Tis I, Colton Robertson, and guess who's putting the penny back in my bloom? It's Tavares. Oh, you know that's that's the that made my day. Ah, uh, you know what? You made my day no. by being here. <laughs> by being here, it's been a while, buddy. What's up, Tavares Pennington? Yeah, How you doing? Been a while, yeah. You know, I've just been just been grinding, waiting, waiting to get back. You know, I've been all I've been I've been feeling kind of bad about it. I was like. Man, I haven't podcasted in a while, and I need to like. Ah, see, man, even you, when I'm busy, it's something that I should prioritize. You know? Nah, like, nah, you know, you got to do you, and you, you know, I'm not in school at the moment. You are in school at the moment, and like I've, I've found that not being in school and doing the podcast with nothing but people who are in school, it can be difficult. Yeah, I have to find. I have like so like that's why I ultimately was like. I'm going to go find four other co-hosts to potentially be here at any given point. Yeah, I know, which is good on you. Like, we, we're, 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 we're crossing borders. Oh, we're over 150 episodes in now. Crossing borders. Crossing change. borders, baby. Making change. We're going, we're going fucking national, baby. We got co-hosts in Maryland and Maryland. other places in Missouri. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's been a, it's been a joy. Yeah, so right now we're gonna we're we're just gonna we're just gonna do some catch up, you know. We haven't uh, we haven't gotten together to talk on the podcast in a while. We're gonna talk some movies, talk some TV, maybe some music, uh, what we've been watching, listening to, uh, reading, if uh, if applicable. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll just uh, start my lecture that uh, on Malcolm X and Dr. Martin Luther King. There now. you go, there you go. <laughs> No, yeah. So, uh, wh- where you want to start? You want to start movies? You want to start music? Yeah, sure. Why not? Like, there's been a, there's been a, a quite a few movies to come. I feel like we're witnessing all of those movies that probably would have came out closer to the beginning of COVID, or um, maybe within a year or, or six months. I mean, or so of COVID beginning. Um, yeah. Those movies are actually finally coming out now, and you know, it's nice to go back to the movies. Oh, I love being at. The it's movie nice to go back to the buddy. movies. Nah, yeah, I went back to the movie theater a few times for Shang-Chi, obviously. I think mm-hmm. that might have been one of the last times you were on, was like yeah, uh, yeah. around that time. Uh, since then, went back to see Eternals a few mm-hmm. times, which was uh, which was also a ton of fun. Oh, you saw Eternals multiple times? I saw oh. Eternals also three times. Three? Yeah. God damn. Well, no, it's, yeah, it, <laughs> so here's the thing. I, <laughs> I saw it... Uh, it was one of those things where I was like, I saw the critical reception of it, mm-hmm. and uh, I was like, okay, so I don't need to feel pressured to go see this opening weekend. Right. So, like, I, I waited a couple weeks. It had been out for a little bit, and I was like, all right. Uh, me and Joe were like, let's go let's go catch, catch a showing. So we went and saw Eternals. It was his second time, my first time. Mm-hmm. And What uh, did he have to say going into it? Uh, he, he just told me that, like... Uh, while he thought that while it was long, uh, the story they were telling probably required a longer movie. Yeah, 
Uh, and I was like, you know what? If they're eternal, that kind of makes sense. Uh, eternal movies. Yeah, you know, go on forever. Go but, on uh, forever, why don't you? Uh, yeah, he and like he wanted to be as loose as possible going into it. He didn't want to give right, me anything. You, you learn, you're learning the whole time you watch that movie. Oh, it's like, all about all what's been going on the yeah. whole time. All of this is new, and they're covering the expanse of the MCU till now. Pretty, pretty much, much the entire thing. Yeah, uh, these different characters. Yeah, it's pretty. It was, and I really, really enjoyed the movie. And that was the thing is that like the first time I went and saw it in IMAX, and uh, I was like, okay, yeah. This movie's dope. I, I, I visually it was uh it was super entertaining. Like I think to Shang Chi, like I love that movie. Yeah. But there was there was points in it where I was like when I was in the movie theater where I was like, Man, this is a long movie. This is a long one, yeah. We're like like I I'm I didn't feel that during Eternals. Uh-huh. Uh like I, I genuinely was like it, it wrapped up and I was kind of in a place where I was like, obviously, I mean it's a long movie. There are it probably is. scenes where they could lose some uh-huh. just because of the the way the film ends up going. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know why Dane Whitman's in this movie at all, bro. I love well, Kit Harrington because he, he he's he's you know the guy. Uh, what, what's his what's his name? The uh, the uh, Black name? Knight. Black Knight. Yeah, he's Black Knight. Yeah, and they're gonna build off of that. That's what Marvel does. They, it's true. they drop seeds and they let them grow. I I know, and it's frustrating sometimes. Well, I know that's the case, but. Here's my thing, is that if you're going to make him a part of this story and be like, oh, the universe is about to get a lot bigger, and you're going to be a part of it, mm-hmm. we already have another human who tagged along. Yeah. Why ain't Dane Whitman coming along? That's that's fair. I just feel like, I feel like you know, like, that's a missed opportunity, and, like, yeah. you can't hold, hold a movie, like, kind of be like, you should have done this, well, but, like... And, I mean, the only way I can think of using Dan Whitman uh, for a, a major part of the story would have been as some sort of... Uh, POV character? Yeah, some sort of way in for the average human. And that's kind of where the movie uh, kind of comes to a fault for me, is that, like, there's not a real POV character. Right. It's but, just kind of like following events. But they have... How many? Six Eternals? Seven? Eight? 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 Uh, Thena, Gilgamesh, Icarus, Cersei, Sprite, Kingo, Fastos, Makari, Druig. Nine. Wow. Yeah, and so it's like if they if they put a tenth character in there, they have like they can have him in there as sort of the POV character, but he still needs a story as w- uh, an, an arc as well. And that okay, yeah, you you know that's right. Where where you've in- inserted a Karun. Kingo's valet. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that makes a little bit more sense. He didn't need to be fully fledged out, uh, and I, like I, he was—he was fledged out enough. You cared about Karun by the end of the movie, yeah. you know. When he thanks, he th- spoilers alert. <laughs> <laughs> spoilers alert for Eternals. We had—we'd done a pretty good job up to this point. I was about to let it slip. Uh, go ahead and fast forward a little bit uh, if you haven't seen Eternals. Uh, whenever Icarus is like, "That's that. We gon—we gonna do this thing, or else." Y- y'all gonna die uh, and Karun's like thank you guys so much for fighting on the side of humanity I'm gonna go with Kingo though uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was like you know I love that moment you know yeah. because that's that's a very human moment like uh-huh. shit man yeah I'd hope you guys would help yeah uh, yeah exactly <laughs> that's a good point yeah and I mean I just think that the length 
is is was just truly a result of it being a new movie and i expect that i mean you know marvel has enough they have to like even if unless a movie absolutely bombs like if they want to continue with it they probably have the resources to continue with it oh, if they would like to certainly and the lore behind the this eternal story specifically is huge huge for where the story could could, could go be going and where i mean i'm at this point i'm i'm convinced i'm i'm convinced we're going in a galactus direction oh i mean it seems natural but it like seems natural uh you know we got fantastic four on the horizon and stuff and obviously uh galactus is a an interesting cat to bring into the conversation because like uh it seems like they're definitely like getting us ready for that scale and like being accustomed right. to that sort of like Oh shit, beings yeah. that bigger exist. The thing that's interesting about Galactus is that he's actually not a celestial. Yeah. So it's like the way that I could see it going, like the theory that I, I've kind of formulated for Galactus to be tied in. At the end there, and you know, spoilers are on the table now. If you don't want to get spoilers for Eternals, go ahead and skip ahead a few minutes. Uh when Arisham shows up and is like all right, y'all did that shit. I see you. I see you. Respect. <laughs> but now we're gonna make sure that it was okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he takes he takes them and is like, "I'm gonna review your memories of Earth for judgment to see if they are worth saving." Erishim, mm -hmm. the judge. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that ultimately, if he comes to a ruling that isn't in our favor, there might be a certain world eater who might need to come and help get rid of it. Enter Galactus. Okay. Well, still, is it, but how? So, as as far as I understand it, Galactus is sort of a character created to. I, for, I forget the explicit comic origin, but he's a character created essentially to uh, balance the Celestials' power in the universe. And so, for because the Celestials, the each each um, planet or to to want to birth new Celestials. Um, in order to control more of the universe, or for whatever reason, and well, in order to create do that, more of the universe, yeah. and there and create more celestials, just to have a bigger population, I think. And in order to do that, you have to destroy the whole planet, and that that was Arishim the Judge's goal, right? Was to birth Tiamat, and um, Galactus, I think, in the comics at least, was. Um, he just sort of eats shit, like eats plant, like the planet eater yeah, thing. Yeah. No, like it's, uh, and it's, so, well, I'm just wondering if he is trying to prevent, if he, if he would come for just, if he doesn't even give a fuck about the people on earth, he just, he just finds Tiamat very tasty or the, the half. You know that's a that's a fair point too. He might just be like, "Ooh, snack." Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then and then Earth's Mightiest Heroes are like, "No, prevent this dude from getting his meal, bro." No, it's it's absolutely insane that Galactus is as big a potentiality and like a yeah. And and the thing is, they they're they're going to they're going to have their own interpretation of the, the character, sure. of course. And it, yeah, it can go a lot of different ways. See, because for me, like, they're obviously going to make this character a little bit more emotionally resonant mm -hmm. in some way. Like, so, because, like, I'm sorry, but the dude who's just hungry 
isn't a compelling villain. Yeah. There's exactly. usually no rhyme or reason to why Galactus goes and eats planets. It's just homie needs his food. Yeah. Because if he doesn't get his food, he'll die. And that's just like and like survival, I guess, is a is a cool premise to be built mm-hmm. upon, but that's why the Silver Surfer is so important. Mm-hmm. And like that's why for me, whenever the story of Galactus is brought up, the most important aspect of the story is whether the Silver Surfer is with him or not. And I think that that will, the Fantastic Four movie, a lot rides on that. uh, Mm. Because, yeah, I I agree. The Silver Surfer is going to be very, um, he's going to probably, he's going to be our introduction to Galactus. I would hope so. And that's just like the way that I've always, like, Mm. it's, I think we're at a point now where the Marvel Universe might be ready for like a Silver Surfer Oh yeah, they've done enough out like they've done enough shit, weird but. shit now, because uh, his whole origin, where he was just a citizen on a planet called Zenla, these this race that had mastered peace, mm-hmm. nobody fighting, we chilling, everybody's cool, uh, sort of like a, a source of inspiration for the rest of the galaxy. And the Galactus shows up one day. It's like, <laughs> sorry. Uh, snack time. Snack time. Uh, You're mine. And, and you know, and I've been looking at you from two galaxies away. This, <laughs> and this this man Norrin Rad, he stands up and he's like, uh, "Dude, nah, uh, don't eat this planet, and then you can like take me as your herald, mm-hmm. and I'll find planets for you to eat. You won't even have to look anymore. Mm-hmm. You can just like." I'll do it for I'll you. I'll just send up the signal, the bat signal, and you just come, come a flying. Uh, and like you know, the whole, the whole conflict there, like what on is, the planet. What does that even look? Because you know, like in the old Fantastic Four movies, that's why there's like some people were kind of like, "What the fuck is this?" Because Galactus yeah. was like this, like fucking cloud, shadowy cloud with <laughs> yeah. orange lightning, and but like, like they were probably like, "So guys." What does he look like? And they're like, "Well, he's a giant who floats through space and eats planets." And they're like, "We can't, we do can't that. do that." No, see, that's the thing <laughs> that like it's gun like. Whenever they do bring it to life, the reason the Celestials work for me is because they don't have faces. Yeah. Yeah. Galactus has a whole chin, nose, mouth that you can see. That shit, that could be the Uncanny Valley type shit. <laughs> you see a face that big in space. <laughs> it was just like, oh, that's terrifying. No, Kids bro, ever, like, like I'm, if I am on Earth <laughs> and a giant face... That's shows up outside the atmosphere. Shit. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's literal. Good enough. <laughs> what, what if they did it like that? They took some inspiration from. Show me what you got. <laughs> yeah, no, I I think that <laughs> that would be really funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, it would be, it would be super funny. But uh, I think that. It, and that could be like six years away. That could very, which very is in, like that's what that's what's just so crazy about planning for the Marvel universe is that yeah. like because w- everybody's theory about all these characters, well, at some point in some way, sort of come around if it's like within reason. You know what I'm saying? Like right. you're making a a theory based on uh, a character who hasn't shown up at all. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, like it's gonna be somewhat correct it's, it's like all hearsay but like they read the comics they read the comics yeah. like you know what's in general supposed to be coming and if it doesn't for me that's a welcome change you know i like a, I like not knowing what's coming uh sorry yeah uh so like that's why whenever people are like ah it's not comic accurate <laughs> i'm like 
okay, it's cool when stuff's comic accurate, but just because something isn't comic accurate doesn't make it inherently bad. Right. You've got to also evaluate it for its own merit separate from the comic mm-hmm. book. Uh, There's just so many opinions on it, though, and, like, honestly, a lot of misunderstandings about, like, and this is why they, I think they emphasize the universe thing, like, so much amongst, and this is probably a development of the past, like, ten, honestly, seven to, like, five to seven years. Right. Is really this focus on, like, no. World building. These are, like, yes, these characters exist somewhere else. This is my universe. My mm. universe is number 555. Right. Because I picked it. This is mine. <laughs> I feel you. Um, but I want to know, have you heard this theory about Thanos? Thanos possibly justified in killing half the population to avoid Galactus. Well, to avoid Tiamat. Oh, yeah, Tiamat. You're right. Yeah. Uh, and, like... Oh, that's what it was. That was the theory I heard, was that the emergence of Tiamat would attract Galactus. Well, yeah, and I I, I got that from what okay, you said. Okay. I got okay. that from what you said. Okay. Uh, not as, not so expressly, but uh, yeah. early on you, you'd said something that I was like, okay, that's that was the direction you were going with it. And that would make sense because, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, cel- like celestial power bursting forth from a planet's got to attract the attention of some celestial beings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or beings of that sort of higher power. Uh, but yeah, I, I have seen that, like, if Thanos was, you know, turn, <laughs> I, I turning love, back the clock a little bit. Y- y- y'all can't see it, but I, I love the, I love the, the eye look where you just kind of, I, I do, there's, there's a logic there. <laughs> no, no, yeah, there's definitely a logic there. It's just like, for me, it's like, for what, a couple hundred years? Yeah. Right. <laughs> of course, that in the long run, not worth it. And honestly, just not compelling as a story. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Thanos. It doesn't make for a good comic story for half the population to be blinked out of existence and that just be the way it is. But I mean, like, it would also be cool if there was, like, some sort of retroactive confirmation that Thanos knew that's how that worked. Yeah. So that it's, like, it's not, like, his primary motivation, but it's just kind of like, mm. Mm-hmm. Another dub, you know, like he's just like, he's just well, but yeah, and but it is interesting, like when you think of because I mean, Thanos's characters, like you know, he stands out because he really wasn't a vengeful person, he wasn't like he was just doing what he felt needed to be done, he was doing what he needed to be done. Once he did that, he went and lived out in the middle of fucking nowhere, destroyed the stones, the stones served their purpose, you know, like I so I used the stones to destroy the stones, right? And that that's that's you know one version of the character, but I I agree that if they're if they were gonna go that route, or if they confirm that down the line, then they they probably should have they pre- they could have added more new one because like Thanos's motivations are never really explained, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna balance the universe. It's well, gotten... there there is a, and like it's. Uh... It is important that I I did just give Infinity War and Endgame a rewatch a couple okay. I a couple I've been weeks about ago. That. I haven't watched those. In like no, and like it's a, it, I, while you were while you were talking, I was thinking about when I when I watched it. There are several things that I've misre- misremembered about the movies. Really? Yeah, just because there's there's so much content yeah. there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, oh yeah, I'll like, get, they'll do flashbacks in Hawkeye to to. The real and, shit. And I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. No, scene. yeah, like, there's a scene where, like, it's in Infinity War where, like, you see Wakanda, like, blow up. Yeah. 
and I saw that in Hawkeye, and it caught my eye for the first time. I was like, I don't remember that shit at yeah. all. I, but, I had forgotten about Hulk uh, wielding the Infinity Stones entirely. Yeah, that was see, a, that was a big thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's something that we talk about in our Marvel character tournament. Me and Joe, because we're like, Hulk gets did dirty. Nobody remembers shit. Yeah, Hulk does literally. Uh, but uh, Thanos, his his uh, motivations are semi like are pretty explained in Infinity War when we go to Titan, his home planet, mm-hmm. and it's in ruins, and he shows them kind of what it was once upon a time, but the the bureaucracy of their of the way they worked was too slow. They couldn't get anything done. They thought his methods were were crazy and stuff, so he uh, he was just like, fine, y'all see, and then the planet fell into shambles and they lost everything mm. because they couldn't get their resources properly allocated. Uh, so he was just mad over politics. Basically. Yeah, he was just kind of like... He was basically... <laughs> the most interesting... Uh, and... Obviously most widespread version of like... Authoritarian regime... Yeah. Uh, there is. Because he was just like... And not even a regime. He was just like... I don't know. Like we could... The whole thing where he just thinks the resources will naturally get allocated once half the people are there <laughs> is uh, is interesting. Ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. Just kind of lacks logic. Especially because he actively doesn't want to take part in that part of the, in that part of the process. Kind of a hypocrite that way. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm just going to do the dirty work, kill everyone, and then you all will be better off because I said so. And I'm going to go sit away. From everyone else. Y'all figure that out, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, like, you know, I never thought about that. That is kind of, that's like, man, you, you about that. <laughs> yeah. You, what's funny it, is, like, I know we killed half the population, but he's still all talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But that, I guess that's part of making his character more complex. Or it seemed at the time, but in hindsight, there are definitely some ways to look at it. It's just kind of like, excuse me? Were you all just manipulating us? Hmm? Yeah. Is that yeah. it? Is, Is that, that it? it? Is that all? You were just trying to confuse us. Because, like, I seriously doubt they're going to read. Like, you know, Thanos is a tired concept at this point. Oh, no. Yeah. They gonna, I, what's done is done. They're not going to. Are exp- they going to? They're probably not going to revisit. Uh, not for real. The only place I think we'll see him revisited in any capacity is what if. Because it's already been done a couple times. Right. Uh, but not, like, expansively. You know, yeah. you get a 30-minute episode. Thanos is kind of a part of it. He's not the subject of it. But, like. Yeah. You see other scenarios where right. Thanos was involved, right? Uh, but no, I want I want to get back to the like shit I did not remember. Okay, uh, I remembered, you know, Thanos comes back from the past at the end of Endgame, and is like, uh, so I haven't done this shit yet, but now I see that from you guys that, you know, I thought you would rise to the occasion, be mm-hmm. like, all right, we've lost half our people all the resources need to get allocated. I thought you guys would be on that ship, but now you've made me realize, you know, uh, that's just not the case. And so he wants to kill everyone. And now he wants to kill everyone. Wipe out the universe down to its last atom and then rebuild with the stones they've, they'd collected for him. And when I rewatched that this time around, I went, that kind of takes the sting out of things for me. Uh, just like he's just a villain, he's just a conventional just villain a bad, at that point. He's just, he's just, he's just a bad dude at that yeah. point. And like that's that's something that like has always kind of rubbed me the wrong way about Endgame, uh, and is something that makes Infinity War just objectively a better movie, much better movie. Yeah. Uh, 
I I still can't get behind the pacing of Endgame. And I've I've seen it probably maybe two two times since I originally watched it. Mm. Not recently, but every time I watch it I'm like this pace is ridiculous for a movie like this. Like, yeah. And I mean, granted, like the Eternals, they had a lot of shit to cover. They had a lot of characters to incorporate. But yeah, I don't know. It was it it, it I do agree that Infinity War is probably just a better movie overall than oh. Endgame. It, it it like it like and watching them back to back it was even it was just like even more emphasized to me just how much better it was because it, it felt like to me and like this isn't a fault of the movie because they've obviously built something that's so awesome and so loved by millions like people love the Marvel Cinematic Universe right. you know but it feels like Endgame's more of a love letter to the whole universe as a whole right. as it stood instead of like actively trying to push a story forward yeah uh, like Infinity War was. Like, Infinity War was purely like, well, shit's going bad for our characters. Nobody should be happy right yeah. now. You know, but yeah. it was like, it was like going, like, it was still just so they, well done. They, you know, they have the Thanos was right mug in the last yeah, Hawkeye yeah, yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering how big of a thing that might be happening socially in the world. I'd be, um, I'd be, I mean, like, people meme the shit out of stuff, you they, know? They, but, like, I got it. And ultimately, I was thinking about this when I saw that. Uh, the Thanos was right mug. Uh, People gotta have a sense of humor about it now, right? Yeah. Nobody died. Everyone came back. Nobody died. Everyone came back. Yeah. I mean, well, and like it sucks for the people who were there. Like, yeah. it's like it's like that well, was terrible. I mean, yeah, right. And that's kind of the perspective that Hawkeye has, mm-hmm. which is like, no, the blink was really bad for me. Like, you don't understand. No, like, yeah, the blip was like, a rough mo- serial rough. killer status. Bad for me. Like, no, I yeah, and I, I will say that last episode of Hawkeye, it it was it's one of my favorite episodes of Marvel Disney Plus television oh, so yeah. far. But also, uh, it addresses everything yeah. I've ever needed to be addressed by this character. Uh, Exactly, and it's all in one place, and it's all like, in one as place. Soon as, they, as soon as Kate comes, like when he's putting the ice on or mm. the, the frozen margaritas on, and then Kate comes in, yep. I knew I was like, "Yes, this is what I've been waiting for the whole show." Was like in a, a genuine, like heart to heart sit down. Right. And, and another thing I love what they've done with this series is uh, there isn't, thank the fucking Lord, a hint mm-hmm. of sexual tension. Which yeah. is fucking great. Thank the fucking Lord they didn't try to do anything there. Uh, and I didn't anticipate them to, obviously. It's not at all what they do comics-wise. But, like, with, like, it's, he says it in this last episode. Yeah, we're working together. Sounds weird, because it is. Yeah. Uh, like, he's a 45-year-old man with a 22-year-old woman. Obviously, it's gonna, it's gonna be like, eh, yeah. this is awkward. Uh, <laughs> but the way that he says the most dad shit to her. Yeah, literally. Like, uh, the dog runs into the apartment there, sticks his head in the bowl, and, like, he doesn't do anything about it. just kind of, like, swats and goes, ah, get out of there. <laughs> like, that was the most dad shit I've ever seen yeah. in my life. <laughs> Hawkeye's uh, y- You need to get some rest. You got a big day tomorrow. Yeah. Come on, man. Uh-huh. Like, I-, I love that shit. Yeah, you know? no, that, uh, it is pretty cool. No, and it's, it's the first time in the MCU where, like, I'm compelled by Hawkeye's character. Mm-hmm. I've, like... I've always been pretty underwhelmed. Like, you know, it's a cool character in the comics yeah. and it should have been expanded on a little bit better, but it just hasn't been. Yeah. Uh, and 
interestingly enough, off mic, you said that you do like the actor. That's always been one of my gripes with the really? with, with Hawkeye is that I, I'm not a fan of Jeremy Renner. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Renner's tough for me to get behind, but he's done so well in this series that yeah. I've been like, okay. I, and, like, another thing for me that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, I guess, was just end games, typically what people point to for him, like, in terms of performance. Mm-hmm. I'm just not feeling it there. Okay, okay. Uh He's got a he's got a couple cool moments in Age of Ultron that I like, but uh, the the whole like, oh my family died, I'm gonna <laughs> go murder hundreds of people. I always and like but that's the tracksuit mafia. Yeah, which you know. I can't believe like I, I bros. That's just so Come funny. On, bro. And I I think that I feel like the tracksuit mafia. I I've seen them in relation to Spider Man somewhere else. I'm sure. Um, but I never realized that their name was the Tracksuit Mafia. Right. <laughs> They're like, yeah, it's pretty on the nose. Pretty on the nose. We're a mafia. Guess what? We wear tracksuits. <laughs> we wear tracksuits. <laughs> no, I do I do love that inclusion. Though. And, like, it's just, like, that's what's been most fun about the series is, like, you know, you set off, Mike, the theme. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the Christmas of it all it really, really sells it, really ties it all oh, together. Yeah. But then on top of that, like, the the diehard loyalty to what the comic books have kind of presented to them mm-hmm. prior to this. Yeah. Yeah. is really pe- appealing to a lot of Hawkeye fans. And mm-hmm. I think it's important for a character like Hawkeye who thus far in the MCU has not been really based in his comics. Like yeah. semi at moments, it felt that way, but like hardly, yeah. hardly ever. And, uh, he felt like an MCU. He felt like the human of the Avengers, you know, like what yeah, he really yeah. was in a yeah. lot of ways. And like, and like because you had characters like Steve and Tony Stark yeah. and uh, Thor. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Hawkeye. Obviously, Clint Barton's going to take a backseat to these guys. Like right. he's not going to be the main character in these movies. And I think Hulk, Black Widow, and Hawkeye are damaged because of it. Uh, their portrayals, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ultimately, it never bothered me with Hulk or Black Widow. I don't know. I don't know what it was about Hawkeye, but I was just like, "Man, fuck Hawkeye!" <laughs> I, yeah, I always just thought he had potential. I don't know. I like that. I feel like he is. It's more just the bow and arrow thing, like that. That really appeals to me. Like you know how fucking like oh, that's so cool. That's no, hard. And this like, was the, the, another the, thing for me. And I told I've told this to Joseph before. I really, really, really fuck. With Oliver Queen's Green Arrow portrayal yeah. in the Arrow, yeah. So if I really fuck with another guy wielding a bow and arrow, I know for a fact y'all can do better. Yeah, because y'all yeah. built on the same shit, basically. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you can do it in the right way, and th- that may be the way that because like the comics is not he's not uh, Hawkeye is very different than Oliver Queen, but uh, MCU Hawkeye is probably a lot closer to Oliver Queen. Um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I think that uh also I got to mention about the Hawkeye show like the that 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 uh action sequence in episode 3 in the car. Oh buddy, when when he pulled out the pim particle arrow and he fired that bitch and it became huge, I I dead ass yelped. Yeah. Like I was m- one of my favorite MCU moments there's been so far, just yeah. from like a pure like action satisfaction. That was place. I've never seen anything like that in my life. The camera th- shit they were doing, where like it just the 360 it angle, like a one take, yeah. Like, 
like I was like bl- I was like utterly blown away. I was like, "What?" I was like, "This fuck? is fantastic." This no. is like amazing. Whoever directed this shit, like, you need an award for Bro, this. Bro, that scene. was that like, was fucking fantastic. This scene alone. Do we have more trick arrows? There are no more trick arrows, like in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, like when he was like, "Yeah, basically," I was like, "Why not?" Who was yeah, making the trick arrows? That's what I was thinking too. <laughs> like, like you're the guy with the bow and arrow. Like, yeah, you're not the one making the trick and arrows. Trick arrows, like, what the fuck? Um, I that do shit wait. To... Snap the bottle cap. <laughs> that shit was dope. Um, I do want to ask you though about a different show. The coming up, the She Hulk show. Oh yeah. What are your What are your thoughts on that? I'm ready for it. I think that one will be really good. When is it coming out? Uh, that one, I don't know if that one has a nailed down release date yet. Okay, they have a trailer though, right? Uh, yes, they they had like a little teaser trailer that they did for Disney Plus Day and stuff. Uh, I'm real excited for that because she's gonna, you know, apparently gonna break the fourth wall and stuff. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, apparently, because uh, like, in the comic book, she did it before Deadpool even, you know, oh. like she's, she's like the OG fourth wall comic book Oh, shit. Breaker. I didn't know that. Yeah, and uh, apparently she's gonna like directly address... Like Kevin Feige during the show, which is just 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 like a fun little detail. But that is funny. I think it's going to be a good opportunity to potentially reinvigorate uh, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk character. Yes, yeah. Uh, which is the thing that I mean, like I hate to be like it's a show about She Hulk and mm-hmm. Jennifer Walters is going to be a cool character, and I'm sure that that it's it's going to be fantastic. But boy, oh boy, does Hulk need a revamp? Hulk does need. I mean, Professor Hulk was the beginnings of I think a really good revamp. It it was it was the signs that they're trying new shit. The thing for me that sucked about that was last we saw him before Endgame, they were in a terrible place. They were not getting along at all. They couldn't figure shit out. Mm-hmm. You, they pop back up. Ah, oh, we're chilling. We're fine. It's like you're doing Hulk dirty here. Give him a story. Tell us how it happened. Yeah, tell us. And how you happened. know maybe that's what happens in She Hulk, and that's oh, why. Sure and that's why I'm. That's mm-hmm. why I'm excited about it. Yeah, and that's, um, th- this is what. Like these shows, the, you couldn't do these shows without the expansiveness of the universe that was already set up through the numerous movies. But the shows are such an effective means of continuing the story, like and continuing it in ways that are, um, like that that are meaningful, like not just like money like troves. Like they mm-hmm. they they actually have a legitimate story that they're telling at the same time. Well, because they're not money troves. Yeah. Like, like I, to my understanding, I don't know how royalties and stuff work in terms of money making for Disney plus and streaming and stuff, but Mm -hmm. it's not the box office. Mm -hmm. There's a reason people don't want their movies going directly to streaming. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that, most of these shows are probably taken at a financial loss on paper. It's mm-hmm. just like the other ways it enhances marketing and mm-hmm. tooling for, you know, uh, future movies and stuff. Like it's it's basically all just yeah. building brand. Yeah. Which is like in terms of a business point, business perspective, like yeah. it's just kind of like, well, we just need to keep putting shit out because people want Marvel things. Right. And like my, you know, this I, I've kind of been wondering. Should we hate Kevin Feige? Because Dude, I've been like... His name gets put on everything. And I feel like there are other people who should be taking some credit. I love that you're bringing up this <laughs> shit because I... 
I have these thoughts and never bring them up with anyone else besides Emily. Yeah. Bro, his name popped up at the end of Hawkeye. It's a produced by Kevin Feige, PGA. And I was like, well, fucking duh. We yeah, all know that obviously. by now. Who directed this shit, though? Because Kevin Feige surely was not there when they filmed this scene or maybe even when they when they were writing this scene. Right. Like, other people have to be doing this. And why are they not, like, treating this as its own show they're like it like i get that it's in the marvel universe but like you can't just throw i, I get he's no, the figurehead for marvel and, but he's not stan lee for god's sake no like, yeah it's really it's really interesting though because like obviously there is a team and they do need a face and i'm sure those people who are a part of that team really appreciate yeah that kevin feige's the face you know what yeah. i'm saying like at times yeah there are certainly times where they're like they probably are still getting as much hate as they are love mm-hmm. just because the internet exists uh, so like, w- at times when Marvel's down bad, it's on Kevin Feige. At times when Marvel's up good, it's on Kevin Feige. It's on Kevin Feige. Uh, but I be uh, the recent shit where he's been like doing interviews and stuff mm-hmm. uh, for the Spider-Man No Way Home presser, where he answered questions about like Charlie Cox, mm-hmm. and like, I just get this air of like. He just knows he's better than me. He just yeah. he just knows it. Literally, you know? literally. Like, and I mean, he's on top of the world. Like, he is on top. Like, he should be. Of course, you feel that way. You run in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and right. like, people give you practically sole credit for that. Yeah. So, yeah. like, obviously, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Yeah. Right. And it's like I just, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, because there's still a, a business to this thing. And yeah, like, and he's still a, he's a 50 year old white CEO. Right, ah, he's got to. He's he got to be a little the rough. mold a little too well. Yeah, yeah. a little too well. Kind of charming. People like him. <laughs> kind of charming. People like him. He's a charismatic white male. That's yeah. actually I, I listened to a really good podcast on that called Utopian uh, mm-hmm. about different attempts at utopia and one of like and they're 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 sporadic. Like Disneyland is one. Yeah. Um. Uh. Fucking Jamestown is another. Like Biosphere Two is they tried to create an Earth on Earth. Um, it, it like they're they're really like different and diverse examples, but they all, they all represent one thing the in same common. thing. Well, they all have one thing in common: a charismatic white male oh. is the leader and abuses their power. Yeah, it's a it's uh almost a certainty uh, at any given point. Uh, so is. so at this point, my my beef with Kevin Feige at times is that I just feel like he's blowing himself. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, dude. I do too. I do too. I'm I just like, like, I'm like, you know, I don't have a reason to dislike you, but I kind of, I'm kind of not fucking with you these days. I know, like, I want to know. And I'm wondering if that just are. makes me a hater. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but I don't know. And, and here's the thing: like, obviously, I don't, I don't have any personal insight on Kevin Feige or anybody else we may talk about on this podcast. But you know, uh, I can confidently say. Uh, he thinks he's better than everyone. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I probably would too. I certainly would. He, he uh, you can't. I mean, like he was probably the one who came up with the whole phase system. He was like, "This is how we do it: phases." And then everyone was like, "Phases? Yes, this is amazing." And he was what? like, "Fuck yeah! Put my name on uh, everything." <laughs> another thing that's interesting, though, and like, I I don't know if I was just like old enough to finally grasp the phase concept at a certain point, uh-huh. like like until I was like fifteen. But at that point, there was practically two phases of Marvel that had already existed. Yeah. So I I wasn't really familiar with the phase system until Phase Three. Yeah, me either. Was the, the most fa- people weren't? 
<laughs> therein. My question is, was the phase system even implemented before phase three? Oh, no. They come up with the shit as they go. You know, like, they didn't... Uh, Disney didn't even buy Marvel until after Iron Man came yeah, out. Yeah. Like, they were like, mm, we'll watch from afar. It went up. They were like, all okay. right, these are all going to be really valuable characters. Any fucking moron can <laughs> yeah. tell you that. We're going to buy all of them. <laughs> Yo, and they're they're racking it all up. Before long, we'll have mm-hmm. the X-Men, Fantastic Four. It'll all be here. It's going to be insane. And, I mean... You know, I, 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 I can't deny I love it. Oh, I love, yeah. I love the fuck out of it. But, you know, I don't want to I don't want to love it so much where it because I think that a lot it's it could get to the point where it's like. And I, Star Wars is kind of getting to this point where it's hard to it's hard to critique Star Wars in a lot of ways or it's either hard to critique Star Wars or it's hard to like Star Wars like. Everyone is like, either this is amazing. You, how can you hate it? Or it's the like, fandom. It's it's this, the problem. It's the literally worst. the problem with anything with a following. Yeah. Tell me why half the people out there don't like J Cole. He's because of J Cole fans, he, bro. He's, yeah. Because of J Cole fans, bro. Tell me why people aren't out here liking NBA Young Boy. <laughs> <laughs> you know exactly why it's because of NBA Young Boy fan. I mean, like, there's probably a little bit more reason there, but uh, you know, uh, the, yeah, I get what you're saying. I yeah, you're it, saying. it it happens in all in all in all things. And like, I remember we went to high school with somebody who would not listen to Frank Ocean. Said fuck Frank yeah. Ocean. Everybody loved Frank Ocean. I don't fuck with him. Yeah, they listened to Frank Ocean. They loved it because he just makes good music. Exactly. So, it, it happened. It definitely happened with Star Wars. Star Wars is, yeah. is uh, a hellscape in terms of the fandom. Uh, people people either love it or they absolutely despise it. Yeah. Uh, and frankly, I'm at a point where like the problem for me is the amount of people who spend so much energy and time on stuff they don't like within the fandom. I know. It's like, bro. Okay, I get it. You don't like the sequels. Keep talking about the originals and the prequels then. Jesus Christ, let people like what they like and you can do your thing too. Right, right. Yeah, that's ex- that's exactly it. And I, I mean, once money's involved, it all gets fucked up. I mean, it all gets, it it all, gets, it all gets fucked up. Because everyone's trying to... It's, it's all about like... I don't know. There's this weird thing that I think is happening. And like, you know, it kind of... With that video that we were watching earlier mm. about like how they're modernizing characters, like it, it is. I don't know. It's almost dystopic in a way. Like it's like a, a version of ourselves from outside of ourselves. Uh, yeah, I can I can definitely see that. It there's always been that problem though with like within media in general. Yeah. For me, it's like the concept itself of like even having actors. Uh huh. That's fucking crazy. That is wild. We have people who literally act like other people. It for is a one living. of the oldest art forms known to man. Yeah, like literally one of the first things that people, when they got together, decided to do was act out shit. Yeah, was yeah. Like, well, and it's because you know, I mean, Tyrion says it in the finale of Game of Thrones. What's more important than story? You know, uh-huh. and who has a better Everybody story than Bran the Broken? Everyone wants a good story. Everybody wants, and it all story. comes full circle. It all comes full circle. Speaking of, I just want to, uh, I, I want to, uh, we're getting pretty close to when I have to wrap up here. So I want to address something in the 
not so near future, but something I would like to do. Uh, House of the Dragon. When is that coming out? Uh, a couple months. Okay. It's yeah. like uh, May, I think. Okay. April, May. It's okay. kind of like the timeline. That oh, we're, we're definitely getting it. That's uh, a week. That's a week by week. Okay, bet. Episode breakdown thing we'll be doing. Yeah, I like from where I'm sitting. That's that's a deal. And like, I kind of want to get mapped out because this year we were kind of unorganized. And uh, you know, we started with uh, the Mandalorian rewatch at the end of 2019. Then we did WandaVision, then the Falcon, the Winter Soldier, and then Loki, and then the Bad Batch simultaneously with Loki, and it got kind of messy. So like, uh, and that was a product of us being like, we're gonna cover everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'd like to kind of get a feel for what's going to come out uh-huh. and then decide based on time frame what we're right. going to cover right. uh, instead of feeling like we have to cover everything. And I think the House of the Dragon will fall in a gap where we'll be able to be able to just talk about it for hopefully 10 weeks. If it's 10 episodes, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Book of Boba Fett, more pressingly, will be coming up soon. So yeah, we'll be doing this month, right? Yeah, December 29th. I'm rewatching The Mandalorian right now. Ooh. And, and Fuck in yeah. Of that. Fuck yeah, baby. Yeah. So, yeah, if, I mean, like, you know, we'll be doing the, the Book of Boba Fett thing week to week. So, if, you, if you're ever wanting to come on that, just let me oh, know yeah. and you'll you'll certainly have a spot. But I'm uh, conflicted because we've got a, that other 2022 project. And December 29th being the premiere, uh, we typically did if episodes came out on Wednesdays we wanted the podcast up by Fridays so they had the whole week mm-hmm. but we also have another project set for every Friday already right. so it's like what are we gonna do might just have like double features for a few weeks yeah we yeah. put out more episodes I guess yeah. two episodes every Friday from the Penny Bloom podcast at the beginning of 2022 <laughs> everybody wins or we could, yeah just do it. maybe you just do a double header you know Friday Saturday yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. But yeah, man. I knew it was uh, supposed to be like movie, music, TV, potentially, and then we mm-hmm. just, I mean, like, obviously I'll talk about Marvel all fucking day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was glad to have you back here, buddy. It was it was great to be back. It was oh, great to be back. Oh, it was so wonderful. I missed you so much. You know, just, just free-flowing. Oh, uh, yeah, and just sometimes it's, it's just got to be that. It's just got to be that. It's just got to be that. And since we'll both be more free throughout the next few weeks oh, yeah. presumably this certainly will not be the last time for the in this foreseeable future anyway that we'll be hearing from yes indeed the penny of penny bloom yes, indeed. I, I, I have attained my communications degree the there you majority are. of my stress is behind me it's gone well, i guess i don't have it but you know i'm, I'm gonna get you're basically you're basically there they, they owe it to me at this point <laughs> <laughs> give me my money <laughs> uh but yeah, man, this was the Penny Bloom podcast. Was I Colton Robertson, joined by the magnificent Tavares Pennington? Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And all of you out there, and all of you out there, uh, thank you for, for listening in. to the Penny Bloom podcast. NPR style sign off. If you would head to Patreon dot com slash Bloom where you want. <laughs> You should get that down. No, I should. I should. Down. NPR style sign off. Uh, head to patreon.com slash Bloom where you'll find over 20 hours of exclusive content exclusive to the patreon.com slash Bloom. Follow on Twitter at Penny Bloom Pod and Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. And remember, peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves.